Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, we are in downtown Milwaukee this week at the Pritzloff Building. This is a historic, beautiful building, in fact, a complex of building. Six of the buildings remain of the original 16 that were once there on the corner of St. Paul and Plankerton. So we're going to talk about the history a bit. We're going to talk about what was there for all those years. You went down and got a, a tour of this big complex. I did because um, I know a guy who's opening a restaurant in there called Aperitivo. It's going to be like an okay. Italian restaurant. And he said, you got to come over and check it out because I hadn't done it yet. And the Pritzloff Building, which is, as you suggested, is sort of a, an incorrect name because it's actually six buildings kind of jammed together. Right, the buildings. Um, right. If you go to an event there, I mean, the, their event spaces are really nice and they're big and they so they have weddings, they have all kinds of like auctions, fundraisers, I mean, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff going on in there. And even if you've gone to one of those, you probably haven't been around the rest of this still giant complex. And it was amazing to me just how much is going on in this place that there's like a hundred apartments in there. Yeah, retail and there's retail co-working. Yeah, there's co-working spaces that are just full of people. I walked in and there's just there's people everywhere. But if you walk by on the outside, you don't really see that much activity at street level, especially if there's not an event going on. But inside the place is just alive and full of activity. So much going on in there. Yeah, and you might not even really see from street level that it's because the construction is so seamless. You can't really tell just looking at it, that these are all separate buildings. I mean, of course, there are some that are connected via a skywalk. Those are more obvious. But yeah. there are buildings like uh, built right next to each other and added on to. Yeah, so if you go to the like sort of the south end of the building, uh, you can see where one addition, which had only been a few stories, got added to on the side but also on the top. So it's interesting. You can see another addition wrapping sort of all the way around and over the top of this other addition. And you can so tell cool. from the difference in the color of the brick that it's a little different. So a restaurant coming soon, but also, as we mentioned, retail co-working space events. I know the mayor has done his state of the city there a few times. Mm-hmm. I've been there for that. Uh, I've been to that co-working space. But yeah, I was surprised to learn that it, that it was so many buildings and just how active it is. So this was like a huge hardware empire, essentially. Yeah, Pritzloff came to the United States from uh, Germany, uh, from Prussia, and um, he gets into the hardware business working for somebody else, starts his own hardware business on 3rd Street. That building is still there next to Mater's um, and quickly outgrows that. Has some partners, but he sort of sheds the partners. Um, and the place just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And at a certain point, he's got like 500 employees and it's like the biggest hardware uh, wholesaler in what was then the American West. You know? Wow. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned some of these old catalogs still exist from when it was a hardware store, and they're just massive. You said yeah. they could be like, they're like a doorstops. building material of its own, right? Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, and the, the uh, guy that owns the complex buys these up when he finds them. You know, like people will come to him and say, I have one, do you want it? Or he'll find them on eBay. And so he's got a few dozen of them, and they're sort of scattered around the building so people can look at them. They're really interesting. But they've got literally thousands and thousands of pages, and they have everything. They sold sewing machines. They sold plumbing fixtures. They sold tools. They sell just absolutely everything. Yeah. And it's just great that these are still being preserved by somebody who is, you know, who is just so invested in the building personally. I mean, the, the, the current owner lives there, right? Yeah. And he knows so much about the history of the buildings. And, you know, he really brought these buildings back. They sat for a few decades painted and empty or mostly empty for, for you know, once the Hacks furniture closed in the mid 80s, they were just sort of a downtown eyesore. And he really has done a great job cleaning them up and fixing them up and 
filling them with all this stuff that we didn't even really know was there. Well, and I just love, too, the, the history of this building. I mean, it goes back to 1875. And uh, in, in your interview, you found out that some of the wood that they used to construct the building goes back to potentially even the 1600s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's got the foundation of the 1875 building are these wooden posts that came from single trees that are two feet by two feet square. Well, coming up on the second part of the podcast, we're going to go in the basement here of the Pritzloff building, talk about some of that unique architecture, including that super old wood that's next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. And we are back on Urban Spelunking at the Pritzloff Building. This is right on the, the edge of downtown and the Third Ward uh, between or on the corner of St. Paul and Plankinton Avenue. Building that goes back to 1875. And you get to go inside and see some of the original construction. You get to go in the basement of this building. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool building. If you've been there for um, events in the event spaces, you've seen some of the really cool stuff. Like on the, the uh, sort of main event space that's uh, facing Plankington. There's two old safes in there, like yes. built-in yeah, safes I saw that, have those the, pictures. that have like elaborate paint, original painting work done on the outsides. You can see just the solidity of the construction, even from those spaces. And then if you go into the one that's sort of to the west, it's a much smaller space uh, that faces St. Paul and kind of by the post office there. You can see where there, um, there used to be a railroad track that ran sort of through the building ran between yes. the two buildings and you can see the door like can see where the tracks were and where the door would open so that they could load and unload train cars in there which is pretty cool I wonder what that was like when that when a train was going through the building essentially <laughs> right yeah, yeah. for the workers um and just the construction i mean obviously from the outside we see the cream city brick but on the inside just this heavy timber construction yeah the basement has these beams that hold up the the place and it's they're two feet by two feet wow. square huge sink from each one from a single tree like the kind of old growth wood that you know you'd never be able to find this again and you know this was built in 1875 this is in the 1875 part of the building and when they had to take a piece out as part of the renovation i'm not sure if it was to put in an elevator or something like that um they had to cut through one of these pieces and when they took it out they had somebody sit and count the rings and they counted more than 250 rings so that that means Older than 1625. That is incredible. Isn't that incredible. You, you think about how these, uh, you know, how this wood lives on in this building, and just what a shame it would be for a building like this to be torn down, to lose that that history. And it's just a gorgeous building too. Oh, it really is. Yeah. And um, also down there, they have a. You can see it's built like so many buildings downtown, which was marshland. Mm -hmm. um, it's built on wood pilings. That were driven yes. down into the swamp to hold up the building. City Hall had that going on, right? City Hall, the, uh, the building that the rep is in, uh, Northwestern Mutual, lots of buildings downtown. Okay. Uh, Mitchell Building. Uh, and he, you can still check, he can still open this uh, this thing on the floor and you can look down and see he has to make sure there's water there. To, so, because you keep them covered so that the oxygen doesn't eat away the wood. That seems so counterintuitive that that, <laughs> that the whole support of the building must remain underwater so yeah. it doesn't rot. Right. But that's how it is, right? That's, it's that's just exactly an oxygen-free environment. Yeah. I got to tell you, the coolest thing in this building, though, is, um, and you can see this in the event space, you can see the bottom of it in the event space, there is a box slide. 
All right, I've seen this. Have you slide. seen the box slide? Did you get to? It goes like, all the way up. Wow. I've seen it on all the floors up above. So it's too. like a spiral staircase, except no stairs. It's like right. A big it's just like a slide. big slide, yeah. which you cannot go on. Okay, you didn't get to ride down. No, it. it's closed off. Between, I mean, it, it exists throughout. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing still exists, but it's closed off at each floor. Okay. So there's no path down. But um, it's funny because uh, schools in Milwaukee used to have fire escapes that were like this, mm. attached to the side of the building. They were called tornado slides. Often they were enclosed, so you couldn't see that that's what was in there. But um, but sometimes they were not enclosed. Sometimes they were open like this. And um, they used to send kids down for fire drills. To, I mean, that's how you would get out. So lots of people of a certain age remember these. But it was kind of cool to see it in the building. Um, and what was funny is when you get to one of the higher floors, it says not to send very heavy objects down. <laughs> it just makes me think of like a wily e. Coyote moment <laughs> as he drops the anvil down the box slide. Yeah, well, gravity still worked the same back in 1875, it right? It sure did. <laughs> what else from this building? Um you know, obviously today it is preserved. It's, it's there's so much uh, preservation of the original character of the building, and even in the co-working spaces and these restaurant and retail uh, parts of the building, all that original character has been so carefully maintained. Yeah, and the owner also um, has worked hard to sort of collect objects. You know, so he's got I don't know, sixty or seventy of these commemorative hundred-year anniversary plates that Pritzloff made when it was still in business. Um, and those are hanging up on all over the place in different parts of the building. Um, he's got the catalogs, as we talked about, you know, the old uh, hardware catalogs from Pritzloff all around. He's got a Pritzloff-branded sewing machine okay. on one of the floors. So he's got all that. He's been collecting objects from the history of the company to put in the building as well, which is really cool. But what was really striking to me was, in addition to all of this, is how sort of modern and exciting a, a place it is. You know, it's, it's got all this old stuff, but it's not, the building itself is not living in the past. I mean, you've got these co-working spaces where it's just people working on computers all day. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not like, you know, and then tons of the space has, has been converted for the use of the event space. He's got a chapel upstairs where you can have weddings. He's got like a bride's room, a groom's room for them to get ready, that kind of stuff. Um, there's modern office spaces up there that like there's the shops that we talked about so there's and there's these hundred apartments that are all full so there's really just the place is as buzzing with activity now as it probably was a hundred years ago it's just a different kind of activity I mean, interesting how you know back then when it was a 16 building complex it was compared to a city in a you know in yeah. itself because yeah. of the location to the river and the train and uh, now it's still kind of got that feel it's got all these different things happening where it is still kind of a city unto itself it really does feel that way inside and again we talked about this earlier you don't really see it outside but once you go inside and go upstairs there's there's just tons of activity there's people everywhere well you can see pictures and much more from Bobby's tour at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast podcasts on 88.9 are edited by Kenny Perez handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab with support from on Milwaukee and your membership Make sure to subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, NPR, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. And remember, feedback is super important to us, so please do rate and review this podcast so more and more people can see it show up on their feeds. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzel, thank you. Thanks, Nate.